If you're a mom who's locked yourself in the bathroom for five minutes of peace, this is your podcast. I'm Jody Schilling, your host. Welcome to the Good Mom Podcast. Here, we will talk about how to stop people pleasing, how to stop doing too much for everyone else, and we'll define what a real good mom really is. I can tell you, as a mom of four, I have been through it all, and I beat myself up for years believing I was not enough. I finally cracked the code on how to be my real self. I learned how to stop apologizing, and it changed everything. You can start now to be the real you, the mom you were always meant to be. Let's do it. Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode 29. We're going to talk about emotional capacity, being aware of our emotional capacity, and increasing our emotional capacity. Because who doesn't want to increase their emotional capacity? Come on. (laughs) Okay. This idea of capacity... I think is very relatable for moms. I I think that we feel like we're constantly at our capacity. And that may mean for us not just emotional capacity, but cognitive capacity and sleep capacity and all of the just daily things that we do feel like they're constantly at capacity for many of us, right? And I want you to consider turning that idea on its head. Just completely stop thinking that you're at capacity or over capacity or near capacity. Okay, so so just stay with me here for a minute. When we hear this message over and over, and we also fall into the patterns of behavior that align with these messages we hear all the time, then we reinforce this concept in our mind like it is just absolutely true, right? Like it is just like we just think that it's true that we're always at capacity and we relate to any of the terminology that goes with that. Our brain will want to make that connection and there's almost like a dopamine hit that happens when our brain gets confirmation of some thought that it has or some belief that it has. So when you take something like moms are always at capacity or over capacity, and there's this idea that there's a limited amount of emotional space or emotional availability and that when we exhaust that when or we reach that limit then we have to do something to get back get that level back down and create more space and i think i've even said that in those in those words before i think we all have where we're like i you know i just need a break i need to recharge my batteries and and so that sounds really great we say that out loud and we just accept that that's a truth right like that of course, we all just have our limits and our capacity and our, we're not the energizer bunny. We can't just keep going and going and going. But what I want to offer is that actually, maybe we can, maybe we really are energizer bunnies and that's not a bad thing. And so stay with me for a minute with this idea. Okay. So when you think that you 
can generate your own energy anytime you want to. And that there's a cycle more than this idea that there's a capacity and you reach it and then you have to lower it. And then there's a capacity and you reach it and then you have to lower it or you have to recharge. Maybe instead of thinking of it that way, you just think of it, yeah, like that's a cycle, right? There's just a cycle of being at our capacity in terms of we've used a lot of energy on a particular day or for a particular event. And then we will recharge that just naturally because that's how we do. And that's that's part of being a human being. And we all have our own cycle of doing that in the way that we do it. And we don't have to think of it as getting depleted or as getting, you know, overdrawn on our on our capacity to process emotions. Maybe we, we're not at capacity. Maybe we're just living our life and feeling our emotions. And it's really the normal thing is to have these fluctuations in our energy levels. And there are times where we're going to expend more energy and that's normal too. But it's not like this, this sense of there's too much for us to process and that we're over capacity when we reach our limits. Like what I really, the other part of this that I'd like you to shift, consider shifting, let's say, is, is this idea that we hold more or we do more and that that in some way is not fair. Okay, I, I know that there's a lot of information out there right now about moms holding more information, which I think that that's probably a proven fact. I think that there's scientific evidence of it, probably, that we do hold more information. But instead of thinking of that as something that is not fair or something that we want to have some resentment about or, you know, just thinking of it in a negative sense or just in a way that it makes us feel like we have it harder than our other family members, right? But we're just taking that on ourselves when we think of it that way. We are just intensifying that concept when we believe that to be true. And so what I offer is that, yes, factually, maybe it's true that we our brains are designed to hold more information, but maybe that's because it's supposed to be that way, right? Maybe... We're by design as moms, we're supposed to hold more information and we, that's part of our role in the family. And when we think of it that way, then we can, instead of being kind of mad about it or thinking it's not fair, we can be interested in it and be like, wow, that's so interesting. Our brain is designed that way for a reason. And I like to think like who better than us as moms to have this special job and this special skill and this special design of our brain so that we can show up in our families and we can remember whose appointment is on Tuesday and what what our son's favorite meal is for dinner and you know keeping track of all those things maybe living into that skill and feeling like that's empowering to us as another way to think about it right and The third thing I'd like to share is the idea that 
when you think about your capacity as a family, one of the things you can do in your in your leadership role, right? In your as the mom who's influencing the family and who's modeling and teaching about these kinds of concepts like capacity. Because by the way, just want to say this, I think that when we reinforce the concept that we that we hold more information or that we you know, take care of everyone else all the time. Every time we reinforce those concepts, our kids are watching us, right? And no matter what age they are, we're constantly influencing our families and we're modeling and teaching things even when we're not aware that we're doing that. So I think it's really important that we think about these concepts, even if they're scientific, um, that we think about them and we project what we want the concept to be about it, right? I would rather have people say, wow, you know, that's helpful information knowing that moms and women have brains that are designed different and it's for a purpose. And I want that to be the conversation. I want it to be one that's empowering and one that's, you know, gives a nod to moms and say, you know, we already knew that moms are amazing, but now we know this about them too. And, and then the conversation can shift. And and this is the same for any conversation around a topic where there's this sense of this is, this is an injustice in some way, right? I think that thinking of things that are, that are an injustice, so to speak, can, can, we can come to that with energy that like we're mad or we're, we're kind of like, this has to change. But the energy that we are coming from that is, is, has a trace of bitterness to it. And I just don't think that that produces the result we want. So the last thing I want to share about it is when we think about influencing our family and this idea of capacity within the family, I think one way we can do it that's a little different is we can have a capacity plan where we have a conversation about each family member being at different capacities at different times. Because again, I'm not saying that we negate this idea that emotional capacity has a limit, but I'm just saying that when we think of it as, let's say that our child is going through a really stressful event, whether it's through school or college or, you know, something going on, they have a big test coming or something happened. And so their capacity is lowered emotionally because it's true that it takes a lot of mental energy when you're going through something emotional. So their capacity is lower at that particular time, right? And another family member may be kind of doing the coasting thing right now. They're just, things are going well. And so they can take a little bit of that load for the other person as part of a functional family. So with this idea, we can apply that cycle concept that we talked about at the beginning, where we think of it as a cycle, as a family also. So as a family, we know that we're going to have fluctuations in between family members and the overall 
ability to process emotion and go through hard things, but there's some movement and this cycle as a family, we share the load, right? And I think I know that that's an old concept, like, you know, many hands share whatever that phrase is, right? Makes the word, makes the work lighter as a family. But I think when we apply it emotionally, we can have a lot of empathy for the mental health of each family member. And especially when we know that when one person is struggling emotionally or physically, if, if that's the case, then the whole family is impacted because of course we are. We're all concerned about the person who's struggling and we have this way as a family, I think, whether we're a healthy family or not, we have a way of just being concerned and impacted and noticing. We, I know that this is so true for our family too, that you notice when one family member's behavior changes or when they're struggling and you process that struggle like as if you're struggling, right? I mean, there's, as soon as you see that because you love someone, you take some emotional, I, I don't want to say it in a negative sense, but you just take some of that on naturally, especially moms do. So Again, we don't have to think of that as a bad thing, but just having that awareness of it and noticing these fluctuations and these cycles as a family, I think is another way that it can be a helpful thing and a way to think about it. And then when I was talking about the capacity plan, it's like, then we can have those conversations with people in the family, right? We can say, I can tell that you've got a lot today. Emotionally, this has been a big day for you. How can I, you know, help with that? What can I offer right now? Do you just want to chill and can I, can I make you a sandwich or a cup of coffee or what, you know, how can I help you? And then when you have conversations as a family, when you have this empathy for people being at different emotional levels, then there's, this is where we change that conversation where it isn't like it's just expected that someone is at their limit and then, you know, moms are always at their limit and it's, again, going back to that connotation of that's just the way it is and then we feel a negative emotion around that. I think that when we have these conversations where there's a cycle and there's these fluctuations and we talk about that, then that's when we start to have a different way of thinking about it. We change those neural pathways, which I think could be a really good thing to think that having emotional capacity is not limited, right? That it's fluctuating and moving. There's a cycle to it, both for individuals and for a family. And the way that the mom does it is kind of next level skill. And we were designed to do it. And that's a good thing. That's what I want to offer to you this week. I hope that it was helpful to you. So I'll be back next week. If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram 
you'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program, and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week and please rate and review.